Welcome to Keep 100 Radio. I'm your host, Lissy Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including lessons we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from experts that I trust inside the community so you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. And before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Steering Grip. This is the only patch company that I trust with my diabetes devices. Before Steering Grip, my Dexcom would last maybe four or five days before falling off, and it was making it so hard to lift weights, hike with my pups, or just wanting to do the everyday things that I love. Now, I feel confident traveling, working out, and navigating life with diabetes without having to worry about dealing with insurance more than I have to, begging for replacements, and resorting to finger prints because we all know that that sucks. You can check out Stingrip by going to stingrip.com and save 10% on your order by using the code LISSIE, L-I-S-S-I-E, at checkout. What is up, TB100 family? So I'm recording this episode a little bit on a whim because I was recording some content today on TikTok and I made a post on Instagram And if you're not sure what post that is, reflect back to August 5th on 2021. Um, But what I found was that, you know, there's only so much detail that you can go into on like a minute long TikTok or a simple Instagram caption or even stories. And the conversation that I want to have today is something that I really wanted to dive in deep on because it's not really something that's fully, I feel communicated in the diabetes world, especially in our endocrinologist office. So if you don't know me, my name is Lissy Pointer. I'm a certified holistic health coach, personal trainer, and neurolinguistic programming practitioner, and I support type 1 diabetics through our signature program called Keep You 100. What Keep You 100 is, it's really an immersive hybrid coaching experience that takes our clients through the holistic approach of type 1 diabetes. So yes, we do support them with their A1C and their blood sugar control and their time and range, but this is all really just a byproduct of the complete work that we do. So aside from the blood sugars, we're supporting our clients with the entire, you know, your entire life with diabetes because we all know it's not so simple as just take your insulin, count your carbs, and that's life with diabetes. It might be what we're told, but it's a lot more overcomplicated than that. So we help them with their relationship with food, their relationship with exercise, their trust in their bodies and their blood sugars so that they can leave with a much more empowered relationship with diabetes and welcome new experiences because that's exactly what we want, right? We do not follow a restrictive approach. We do not believe that you should be doing less with your diagnosis. We believe that you can actually accomplish just what you set out to, plus more with type 1 diabetes. So that is exactly what we support our clients with, with a science-based approach. And, you know, we have support from myself, my co-coach Jess, who is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. We have an accountability coach. We have a full team supporting our clients. So inside the program, we have had a ton of clients come to us recently with pretty much new technologies, which is amazing, right? We have these new technologies coming to us. We're in the year 2021, which who on earth thought we would get here, right? (laughs) Especially after 2020. 
But, you know, we have all these new technologies, which are absolutely incredible because, you know, if we can't find a cure for diabetes, we might as well have technologies that make our life easier with them. So I was diagnosed seven years ago and I started on MDI and finger perts. And it's not because CGMs weren't available, it's just that they weren't really accurate enough to justify my need for one. So I come from kind of that age, and I know that there's probably some listeners who have had diabetes way longer than me and, you know, remember very different times. So seeing this new technology come around, you know, for example, the T-Slim with Control IQ and Basal IQ, and let's say Medtronic with their auto mode and, you know, Omnipod with their loop system with the Deathcom, it's not FDA approved, so, um, you know, not fully recommending that, but, you know, seeing all this technology come to light is very, very exciting because it just shows us how much more there is to look forward to. Hopefully there's a cure in there sometime, but you know, without a cure, let's at least hope for technology advances. So we find that a lot of our clients are coming to us with this new technology, which is awesome. But it's mostly because they're endocrinologists, you know, they had seen that the lack of control that they had in their blood sugars, which was no to no fault of their own. It's never to any of our faults, right? We have so much more to do with our lives than be a full-time functioning pancreas, and it gets really overwhelming. So, you know, their control is not fully there, and they go to their endo, and, you know, basically push comes to shove, and they recommend the, you know, pumps like the T-Slim or the Medtronic, and there's this built-up expectation that basically this pump is going to do everything, or as much as it can. It'll adjust your basals, it'll suspend it when you go low, it'll help you with corrections, you know, there's really not much that you have to do other than count your carbs. And this is a very high expectation to set in my opinion, but that's just my personal opinion. But it's, it sounds great, right? If we can spend that much less mental energy on our diabetes, we're going to have so much more, more mental space to spend on things that we actually love or things that we want to do. You know, we can spend more time focusing on our jobs or our families and our relationships and actually feel present in the moment. So this is by no means saying that the technology or the encouragement of the technology is wrong. It's very beneficial and it's very advanced and something that we did not really think that we would see. So it's amazing that we even have access to it because again, things like this aren't always accessible to everybody. And I always like to highlight that because it is such a deep privilege to have access to technologies like these. So a lot of our clients come to us with these new pumps and these new systems and they're so excited because they feel like it should be doing all these things for them and they feel like they should have their control back and it turns out to their disappointment that the technology just is not working for them and they almost resent it a little bit and they feel like they're doing something wrong because it's like we have this amazing technology, it's supporting me in so many different ways, but my I'm not seeing the results in my blood sugar, and honestly, I'm way more frustrated than I was when I was on MDI or when I, when I didn't have the control IQ on. And from what we see, there is, you know, a lot of reason for that. Because here's the thing, the technology is only as strong as our decision making is. 
And it's kind of this oversimplification and generalization that when we have this technology, that we are just suddenly not going to have to make decisions anymore or that the decisions will become less. When in reality, it it takes our decision making to be really strong and built up and our baselines to be really strong and accurate for that technology to fully work in our favor. So this is what we usually see. You know, our clients kind of come to us and they have the control IQ on. Let's just say they made the switch from MDI to the pump and they were given one solid basal rate, one carb ratio, one correction factor, and you know, it seems simple. It seems good, it seems simple. But these baselines, these foundations to their entire diabetes management and blood sugar management aren't as accurate as they should be. So mix that with our decision making, which, you know, sometimes we don't have accurate carb counts. Sometimes our emotions drive our decisions. Think about rage bullying or overcorrecting or overtreating. When we mix all of those things together, it's almost like a recipe for disaster because our body's doing one thing due to our decisions and then the pump is doing another thing because of our inaccurate baselines and then the control IQ systems or the auto mode systems are doing a whole nother thing based on the arrows and direction that our blood sugar is going. So we are just seeing these insane spites and drops and insulin suspensions and corrections when we may not need them and it's just causing this entire blood sugar spiral. We have seen this time and time again with our clients and it makes them want to throw their hands in the air and say, why am I on this system if it's not working for me? And that's just not it because the technology is very advanced. It can work for you but only if we have the right foundations in place. It's just like anything else. We always need foundations in place if we want to go even further and accelerate our growth. Think of even just like, you know, the Olympics have been on. So think of gymnastics. You need to learn a cartwheel before you can learn a backflip or you need to learn a back handspring before you can learn a backflip. If you don't have that foundation, you can't you know, keep growing and and grow even stronger. So maybe that wasn't the best metaphor, (laughs) but that's kind of how the way I think about our diabetes management. So when we do this, we go through an entire process and keep in mind our program has support from not only me, but it has support from a registered dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and all of our clients have support from their endocrinologist as well. So we are all working as a team in testing our baselines and then they're taking that information to their endocrinologists who are helping them make the most accurate changes and best changes for their body. So we support our clients in helping them make sure that their baselines are as strong as possible. So we take them through, you know, first assessing their management baselines. So when we're talking about management baselines, we're thinking about all the things that made sure that we're getting the most accurate doses. So of course, this is never like perfect because there are so many different variables in a day, so many different factors that we're seeing. But to get as close as possible, we need to go through, you know, our basal rates, our insulin carb ratios, and our correction factors. 
And we have support from our certified diabetes educator to walk our clients through that testing process and to know exactly what information they need to communicate with their endocrinologist to get the most accurate doses for their body. So we go through that testing process, make sure that our insulin regimen is as strong as possible. But then the thing that's missing from the physician's office is actually assessing our behavioral baselines. So I know what you're thinking, like, what the heck? (laughs) But this actually plays such a huge role in our diabetes management. And when we're looking at behavioral baselines, we are looking at our everyday habits. So think about literally from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, there are blood sugar supporting habits in our day or that can be in our day that can help our blood sugars and overall help our decision making. And this is not to say that your day has to be overrun by diabetes decisions or diabetes habits. We do this in a very unique way where everything is anchored in together so that our habits feel a lot less overwhelming. They don't feel like our entire day is surrounded by diabetes or those habits. We do this in a very structured way and a very... um, natural way so that these decisions come naturally they don't feel hard and they just overall support our blood sugars in in the best way possible so we're looking at our everyday habits we're looking at our decision making processes so when we're looking at our decision making processes we want to consider literally how are we making these these decisions so if you're like me, like I was diagnosed when I was 19. So I was pretty much leaving my endocrinologist appointment with a, an insulin pen, some rates, and you know, some doses, and my finger pricker and said, all right, on your way. So literally from the time we were diagnosed, or if you were diagnosed as a younger child, from the time that we're transitioned into our own management, we're kind of just living through the moments, right? We're kind of kind of like just always trying to get by and do the best we can, but we're never really given the time to make sure that those decision-making processes are as powerful and strong as possible. So that is exactly what we do in Keep You 100. We really slow things down and narrow things in to walk through our diabetes decisions, starting from how are we carb counting? Are we guesstimating? Are we using accurate carb counts? Are we looking things up? Are like are these carb counts as accurate as possible, or am I just guesstimating based on experience? So that's part one, you know, looking at what questions am I asking myself going through this process? How confident am I going through the decision-making process? what hurdles were in my way, and, you know, most of all, what would I change for next time? Because when we're able to go through that cycle and actually strengthen it, so, you know, encourage or build up our carb counting skills, build the amount, or not only ask ourselves more question, but questions, but ask ourselves the right questions. So there is a quote from Albert Einstein, and it says, uh, if I had one hour, I'm, I'm kind of spitballing here, but if I had one hour to solve a problem, I would spend the first 55 minutes finding the right question to ask. For when I find, for when I have the right question, I only need five minutes to find the answer. And that's kind of the process that we go through in this decision-making process. So we are 
not only asking or encouraging our clients to get curious and ask questions, but it's going through the strategy so that they know exactly the right questions to ask. So there's a very different there's a very you'll get a very different outcome when you're looking at your plate and you're asking the question how many carbs in this are in this versus when you're asking how is my body going to digest this. So you're going to get very different answers and it's going to leave you to lead you to very different results in your your dosing. So we really support our clients in building up that decision making process and making it as strong as possible. Because when that decision making process is as strong as possible, there's less need for intervention because we're getting the most accurate dose as possible. And we're gonna basically not have to spend all of our time thinking about our decisions uh, towards the end and we're not going to feel we, like we have to correct all the time or we have to think about where we're going. We're going to trust our decisions. We're not going to need to intervene and we're not going to go through all of that burnout that happens at the end of the day or, you know, it builds up and we go and we experience burnout. Burnout is very natural and real. So we take them through the decision-making process and then we always discuss, you know, what emotions are driving our decisions because again diabetes is not as black and white as take your you know count your carbs do your calculations and take your dose there are real life emotions involved we are human and we have very human experiences and our very human experiences are what lead us to make a judgment call because our you know, our intuition kicks in and our intuition and our ego wants to keep us safe. So if we experience a low, we, our intuition and our ego is going to want to keep us safe and it's going to tell us to underdose or um, eat more carbs so we don't have that low. You know, we've all been through very similar experiences. So we have things like fear or um, <laughs> frustration or exhaustion or anxiety that drives some of our decision making and it leads us to things like underbolusing or rage bolusing or um you know overcompensating with low low treats or you know any of the above you know any other scenario so another thing that we strongly look at when assessing our behavioral behavioral baselines is what emotions are driving our decisions and how can we acknowledge those emotions and deviate them into something more empowering and confident and that's not to say that this is an easy process you know it's never as easy as just think positive or just do this and think this way it is a very you know it's always like growing a muscle it's slow it takes time and it doesn't feel natural um, at first so we take them through that process using you know, different coaching coaching techniques, uh, different techniques that I have learned through my NLP practitioner uh, certification, and we go through that entire process. And typically what we find after kind of creating this nice harmony between our insulin management baselines and our behavioral baselines is that we find this really nice balance and there's almost less need for the auto mode system or the like basal IQ and control IQ to actually kick in because our decision making processes, our emotions, our baselines are all so strong 
and so in tune that we don't really need that much intervention. So when we do need intervention, you know, it's, it's the technology is working for us. And a lot of times our clients leave not even really wanting that control IQ or not really wanting that auto mode system to be on because they feel so empowered and so in control over their management and in their bodies. So I just wanted to create this episode really just to go through, like if you're somebody experiencing the same thing, or maybe you're considering a pump with the, with the auto mode systems, I want to encourage you to build up your own autopilot first. You know, we are humans, we have these autopilot decisions, and the more that we can build that up and make that empowering and as strong as possible, the more that we're going to be able to welcome new experiences, the more that we're going to be able to feel confident going into new scenarios, going into our endocrinologist's office, or looking at the data, we're going to feel so empowered by these things that it's done, it's, it's just going to feel natural. So again, if there's anything that you take away from this episode, I just want to encourage you to get curious build things from the ground up because the more work that we put into strengthening the baselines and the foundations, the stronger that everything else will be, right? We want to make sure that when we're building a house, the the foundations are strong and that they're built the best because you can't have a house without those foundations. Again, another pretty poor metaphor, but you know what I'm talking about. So build up those baselines, build up those foundations, and you are going to be in a much better position. And if you need support along the way, obviously just reach out on Instagram. We are always here to support you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways because it helps me know what other content to record. So just go ahead and take a screenshot of whatever platform you're listening to and tag me on Instagram in an Instagram story at needlesandspoons underscore and just let me know your biggest takeaway. I would love to hear it. All right, until next time.